Hi everyone, today is May 1st, 2021. This is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for you, you Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Big week. Um, Earths have been announced, so ban list updates and also dual skill changes. So those will be coming. We'll discuss those in this episode. New things from Duelist Road, Power of Sexual, Impressions of the Event, two new cards from that. And I'll go over some things from the new uh, box, Eternal Stream. That was finally announced. It came out yesterday and talk about some of the uh, other notable cards besides the URs and SRs in that box. I'll kind of wing it because I didn't really prepare. So let's start off with my week in the dual world. I failed to hit King of Games for the first time in a few months. I think I settled in Legend 2. Really never really got the swing of things with Harpies. And um, trying to catch up with Water XCs in the end was not enough. So that was that and wasn't really a big deal that I didn't hit King of Games. Um, I think Water XCs is the way to go for now. Um, I've seen different tournaments run cards from a new a newer version of that deck and I'll try to see if that brings me anywhere in the meta. So the tournament scene is a bit in shambles right now because they announced those um, upcoming changes. It's now legal to use those cards or skills in the tournament. So it's a little misleading to say that these are the top decks right now. Um, it's definitely not the case. There's a huge disconnect between your King of Games grind versus a tournament meta. So this is more geared towards the tournament meta as it is right now. So Battle Phase 228. If you look at the composition of it, uh, Harpies were first, Water Xyz were second, and everything else trailed considerably. First place, it's Nate87, Territory of the Sharks, Water XCs. Um, this is an interesting deck because um, from the from the regular Water XCs, there's a lot more quick play spells. Book of the Moon, three copies, two copies of Mystical Space Typhoon, and the copy of World Legacy Clash to cover one of the limited two slots. Previously, we saw um, some of those Forbidden cards, like Forbidden Lance, um... Book of Moon was still here. You may have run Cosmic Cyclones of Mystical Space Typhoon. Um, also, that card, uh, Salvage, I think. Salvage or Surface. I think it's Salvage. But um, different cards now it's full of quick play spells. And I think that's a reaction to the Harpies being played the most in this, um, in this tournament. But... A notable change, two copies of Gishki Chain. This is a card that you really just saw one copy of before. Otherwise, it's the same three Deep Sea Diva. This one has Buzzsaw Shark, two Silent Anglers, one Marksman, three Heavy Infantry, one Atlantean Attack Squad, and the Treacherous Trap Hole. I like this. I like what this deck has done with the extra deck. They have a copy of Bahamut Shark, which is a rank four uh, Water Xyz monster. And this one... You detach a material to special summon a rank 3 or lower water uh, Xyz monster. And that's the number 47 Nightmare Shark, which can actually attack directly. So that one, uh, that that's a combo right there. Second place is a Tony Destiny Draw Shirinui. Um, in a spot where all the nerfs have gone live in the tournament scene, they've gone back to an old deck. No level augmentation or anything like that. And Shirinui has been nerfed to the ground, so the Squire is gone, and this um, limit 2 slot is just using one copy of Solitaire, one copy of Sun Saga. And then it's pretty much a classic Shirinui deck with the Disposal Zombies, three copies of Spectral Sword, and all the control traps um, that they had before. Top 4, this translates to Goes, uh, Territory of the Shark Water XZs, similar deck to the first place winner. No World, Legacy Clash, only one copy of Gishki Chain. Um, a lot of Book of Moon and Mystical Space Typhoon here as well. And top four, Ushis, Territory of Sharks, Water XZs. More conventional looking deck, has no copies of Gishki Chain. Buzzsaw Shark is starting to become a staple, I think. 
Um, that's bad for me because I don't think I have any. Uh, but yeah, this one's a little bit more budget, I think. Mystical Space Typhoon. I don't know why that's replacing Cosmic Cyclone. Down to that. And Dark World Legacy Tournament number 14. Again, dominated by Harpies and Water XDs in representation. First place, Ryu Zane, Territory of the Sharks, Water XDs. More budget version of the deck. Does not have three copies of Book of the Moon, so you're using Paleozo Canadius here. Um, yep. Two Gishiki Chain version. And it runs Shark Caesar. Interesting. Second place, Zaga Zaga, tie that binds Harpies. Harpies are the deck to look out for with all the nerfs going live. And this is pretty much a regular Harpy deck. Two Harpy Oracle, three Channeler, two Harpy Lady, one, three Perfumer, two Book of Moon, one Pinnace Mystical Space Typhoon, one Harpy's Hunting Ground, three Swallow's Nest, two Elegant Egotist, one Harpy's Feather Rest, two Treacherous Trap Hole. Top 4 Jasper Alternative Evolution Blue Eyes. Ulti Ultimate Dragons has that, that build has been targeted a bit with the nerfs. So here's the Alternative Evolution again. Kind of the deck that they were kind of the skill that they were both vying for in Ultimate Evolution. Ultimate Dragons ultimately took over. In the Limit 1 slot, they use Azure Eye Silver Dragon over Melody. And also. This deck has a lot more of those um, discard trap cards that they used to run. And top four TK are Dark, Lord by Darkness, Thunder Dragon. So level modulation skills have been nerfed. So this is a really messy deck. 26 cards. And the disposal engine is the Lord by Darkness. So um, they have copies of Badland, Boxer Veil, various hand traps, Sphere Karibo, Roid. And, and the Veil is what works with the Allured by Darkness because you're taking damage, healing back up, and being able to trigger the skill. Otherwise, this is a very messy deck. Thunder Dragons are like regular Thunder Dragons. Three copies of that card to help thin the deck. This is interesting because you could discard Thunder Dragon, and I don't know if you can draw the other like archetypal Thunder Dragons. Good question. Now... Tier list, power rankings have been frozen. The, the thing I typically turn to has been frozen. So in the tier list, Blue Eyes, Tier 1, Harpies, Tier 2, Fire King, Thunder Dragons, and Water Xyz are all Tier 3. As a target of the nerfs, which will be discussed shortly, Dark Lords are gone. Star Seraph, Dark Lords are gone. Anamot is gone. Um, that's what they expect to be the case. So, you know, it, all, this, all these tournament decks that I've just discussed are, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's this weird transition phase where a lot is being tested and not, nothing is for sure at all. Let's move on to the events of the week. Alright, so it's the first event of Duelist Road, The Power of Zexel. I believe they... Recycled some of the 5Ds um, or GX uh, Duelist Road. In my bad, those are Duelist Chronicles. Duelist Road was the Western thing with 5Ds, and I really enjoyed that. I I also am enjoying this version of Duelist Road, Power of Zexel, just because I don't know any of the storyline with Zexel. Um, it's nice to see. Them recycling the trope of stealing souls after losing a card game, which is what Kite Tenjo does. Um, the bullying stuff was kind of like it, it didn't really impress me. The whole bullying thing with Shark, Shark hanging out with thugs was interesting. I don't know much about those two guys, um, but they do have those two number uh, dinosaurs, which work out well. Those cards are released in. Dual Link's ready in a box. And we got two new cards here with, um, you know, some of the repeated cards, of course. Uh, Decoy Dragon with the gift campaign, which kind of sucks because you probably chose it over the 50 gems. 
makes you wonder whether you should do that in the future. But we do have two new cards, and they're not bad. First one's Door of Destiny, Continuous Trap. When an opponent's monster declares a direct attack, negate the attack, then special summon this as an effect monster, a fiend, light fiend, level 1, zero, zero. Um, During your standby phase, when this card is treated as a monster, you can banish any number of Utopia monsters with different names in your graveyard, inflict 250 damage to your opponent for each of these banished monsters. If you do, this card gains attack equal to the damage they took. This is more of an anime card, because this is the card that implanted Yuma with Astral, as what I can tell from the um, Duelist Road event. This is a very interesting trap monster. Obviously, there's stall appeal. You're going to negate an attack and put a monster on the board. It's a 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, I'm not sure you get to choose if it's an attack or defense. I'm assuming you get to choose. If you're putting a 0-0 zero, zero monster on the board with an attack mode, um, you're in a disadvantage because if they have a second monster, it's basically a direct attack again. Um, if you're in defense, you're chump blocking for a turn, which is what Paleozoic Canadia does uh, most of the time anyways. But this leaves a monster on the board. Let's say it hit once. You negate. You put this on the board. Level 1 monster. So... You could do a number of things the next turn. You can tribute summon. You can use this as material. You can modulate the levels. You can having a monster on the board is better than not having a monster on the board. So this clearly is a pretty good card. It's better than just negating the attack. Um, you know, having that monster on the board is pretty good. This card has a second ability where they banish the Utopia monsters because it's an anime card. And then you inflict the damage to your opponent, it gains attack. Um, I don't think this is something for Utopia decks, though the deck has been nerfed from the new skill changes. So, skill changes and limitless. So, maybe you can fit this into Utopia deck as just like a generic back row. But in any event, this is kind of like this card reminds me of Badland Boxer Veil, where you block an attack and put a monster on the board. It's not as good of a version of that, but it's a similar effect. It's a very good stall card. Um, you know, annoying Odeon decks, Endless Trap Hell type decks would love this card. This card actually has a chance of being generic back row. It's, it's decent, where you have a use for having that monster on the board. Kind of like Paleozoic Canadia, but... Or taking an attack, negating it, and putting a monster. I really like this card. Now the other new card we get is an SR Cat Girl Magician. Um, light Spellcaster, generic, rank 4 XZs, 2 level 4 monsters, 2000 attack, 1800 defense. Once per turn during your battle phase, you can detach one material from this card. Have this card's attack until the end of the turn. This card can attack your opponent directly. So my notes are bad because I didn't read um this effect is a battle phase only effect you can't half this card's attack and then put back a rider and axe of fools on it that's what I thought you could do because then it'll be kind of OP OTK type card right now this card's just for reach 1000 attack reach direct attack um it makes it a lot worse, frankly. Like, yeah, it's not very good. It's generic rank four XE, sure. Um, it makes it less likely to be played because it's in a crowded uh, zone with all these different rank four XE monsters. But I could see it in a deck where they're kind of just taking. It's a very aggressive deck where they're just doing a lot of damage, and this is just some reach, like. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot worse being a battle phase only effect. And the XZ's materials don't really do anything, <laughs> frankly. But I like the card art. I mean the card art's not very good, but the background is um cat eyes. Alright, let's talk about the nerfs. So Forbidden Limited List update. That is first. This goes active on May tenth, so four days week week and a half of 
unnerfed blue eyes amongst Dark Lord, um, Star Seraph decks, and other things. Let's talk about the nerfs, the Forbidden Limited list first. Limit 1, Azure Eyes, Silver Dragon, Melody of Awakening Dragon, and Storm. So two of them go hand-in-hand, one of them separate. Azure Eyes, Silver Dragon, and Melody. Let's talk about those two. So These two cards are getting put on Limited 1 together. So if you're playing a Blue Eyes deck, this is the nerf you're getting. This is the only Blue Eyes nerf you're getting. You're getting to pick between Azure Eyes and Melody. So you only run one Azure Eyes anyways, your extra deck. And that's typically a combo where you have the Blue Eyes Spirit Dragon quick effect into Azure Eyes Silver Dragon, protect that turn, and then you get to special summon Blue Eyes from the graveyard, have a big power play. Or you could run Melody. And Melody is very good with the Blue Eyes alternative. Because you get that card on the board, you tutor Blue Eyes cards for free. The, the alternative Blue Eyes play is just the best. Like, you destroy something, you cheat out another one, you get into rank 8 XZ's play, or you get into level 9 Synchro Summon play. That's pretty much the best move, I think. Um, now, Melody getting hit to 1 also hits Thunder Dragons. Uh, and anything that runs Chaos Dragon Levineer, it's pretty much the best card to tutor the Chaos Dragon, but um, that only affects them if they run those other limit one cards, which they currently don't. So it has future implications of hurting Chaos Dragon Levineer, but right now it doesn't. So if you're playing Blue Eyes, um, also it helps the Ultimate Dragon skills. So you're tutoring the Blue Eyes to Fusion. A lot of benefits to Melody. So I would I would say Melody over Azure Eyes Silver Dragon. Um, with the extra deck, you can get more creative. They have more rank 8 plays, other level 9 synchro plays, maybe. I think, I think that ship has sailed, but maybe when they release more rank 8 plays, it'll be something you could have like a rank 1, maybe. I don't know. But um, you definitely go with the Melody over the Azure Eyes, I think. Now, the other card is Storm, and this is primarily a hit to Evil Eye, because Evil Eye ran Storm. Um, this is not the main nerf to Evil Eye, though, so um, overall, this is just preventing Evil Eye from clearing back row and things like that, because the monsters keep their buffs, even if you destroy the Evil Eye of Selene. So, um, yeah, that's what this does. This also hurts other cards. Wild Tornado comes to mind. You destroy Wild Tornado. You destroy a monster. This hurts Ancient Gear decks because they can't destroy their um, field spell. They cheat out a monster from the deck or a reactor dragon from the deck. They have to use something else instead, like a double cyclone or something like that. So there's other cards like Blast with Chain or something. Cards that benefit from getting destroyed and then goes with the storm you get a benefit so all those cards get hurt with this reduction in storm let's talk about limited two which is typically the most uh, impactful limit of the limit list dragoonity knight ascension has been put as limited two and this is primarily because um dragoonity dx go off on hey true nate and Treacherous Trap Holes, two kind of OTK style cards. Now they put the main monster in that OTK formula as limit two. I really don't remember Dragoonies taking off in this Kyber Cup. It was, it was like an older Kyber Cup where they took off, but in any case, someone placed when they shouldn't have. And I think it's reasonable to consider a 1 1 split if you're still playing Dra- Dragoonies. So you have one of these. Ascalon's, um, it's Ascalon, not Ascension. I think I messed that up. But you could still run like a Hey Trunade uh, in the deck for consistency, for some consistency rather than none. And then you pack the deck with Cosmic Cyclones, Night Beams, maybe even a Shinzang Hu, I don't even know. <laughs> but different uh, cards that disrupt the back row so you can get your OTK on the board. 
Now for Cyber Dragon, Cybernetic Fusion support has been put on the list. And this coincides with Cybernetic Overflow, which is a very good card. Decks are being are still doing okay with um, Cyber Dragons. One one split with Cybernetic Fusion support and Cybernetic Overflow. Now the main reason you run Cybernetic Fusion support is to lose life points. This one puts cuts you in half, so usually it's two thousand. Um, so people are playing cards like a Pointer of the Red Lotus and Herald of the Abyss to lose a big chunk of life to set up your um, Cyber Style. Um, this is not the biggest nerf at all. Like, I feel like Cyber Dragons could get nerfed forever, and they're still. Like good enough. Like the, that fusion monster is just so good. Um, they'll always have that appeal to them. That um, it's fine to weaken them because they've just been around forever. But they're a very good deck. Agagaga's sister has been put on this list as a limit two, and this is just to prevent Anamato decks from using good generic level limit too. So Treacherous Trap Hole, Hey Trunin come to mind just because this deck is combo heavy OTK style deck. Um they do have a ton of cards because they have different archetypes within sub archetypes. All their different there's like four different sub archetypes in the Anamat thing. So I'm definitely not counting this archetype out yet. Because they just have so many tools and so many tools that have not come into the game. But for now, the deck is kind of out, out of commission. Um, I think you would still run Gaga's Sister over the other cards. Or maybe some kind of like split. But right now, the deck is out of commission. Now, this one's important. Star Seraph, Ser- Sovereignty, and Sanctified Dark Lord are both being put as limit 2. Start off with Star Seraph, Sovereignty. And this kills... Basically, this in conjunction with Sanctified Dark Lord kills the whole Star Seraph Dark Lord deck. That deck should be no more after this. Uh, Dark Lords are getting the squeeze on them without the Star Seraph, so this hurts them there. And in general, the Star Seraph engine can't be run with Limit 2 now, so um, you need the Scepter, you need the Chair together, so... Um, you're going to be running those in full consistency, which is three scepters and two chairs, and then no limit two. That's it. So Star Seraph is still going to exist as an engine. Um, no Dark Lords. Um, yeah, it just hurts this engine. It was, a, it was a really strong engine, still. Now, Star Seraph Dark Lord, limit two. We already have... Sanctified Dark Lord as limit two. They were always running one to one split, and even um, Dark Lord Ixshell. So, I mean, Dark Lord Ixshell and um, and this the spell card Sanctified Dark Lord, not Sanctified Dark Lord. Shoot, um, I'm blanking. On the spell. Dark Lord Contact, yeah. The Dark Lord Contact and Ixshell were always run as a 1 1 split, and you just threw in a um, Sanctified Dark Lord. Now, all three cards are limited too, and that really hurts. Like, <laughs> um, The whole appeal of Ixshell was to pick between Sanctified Dark Lord and Dark Lord Contact. Now you're pretty much just picking one, and I think Dark Lords are gone for good with three of the two cards being put as limited to. Star Seraph Dark Lords definitely gone. Star Seraphs hurt a little bit. Dark Lords pretty much erased at this point. I think I think this is safe to say that they're gone. Now Luna Lights are the focus of limited three. Luna Lights another deck that has been around forever. Lower tier deck that you could pretty much just win without you skill because of the Crimson Fox being so good. Crimson Fox is a limited too. Now we got Luna Light, Yellow Martin, and Emerald Bird being put as limit three. 
overall this hurts the monster consistency because you re typically just ran three of each. Now you're losing um, three monsters. Two. Three monsters. So yeah, that's happening. Um, Osmic Cyclone, Badland, Box Reveal are, are notably also limit three cards. And those are cards that you can run together. So it hurts that deck even more. Um, you know, Crimson Fox being a two, that limits your Treacherous and your Hate Trunade. So it's really hard for this deck to survive too. Now, without the Veil, you can run some good trap cards. We just got that Dwarf Destiny. That's something. Howl, Life Barrier. Various stall traps still exist. Temperance. Arcana Force Temperance is probably going to see more play with um, this nerf. So there are different things you can do to still survive and stall and do whatever you want. But then the monster consistency is a little bit hurt here too. So Luna Lights should you know, fall off a good amount. They'll frustrate you every so often when they can steal a win from you, but consistency is definitely hurt here. Now, Dragoonity Senatus is no, no longer on the list, but I don't think this really matters. Um, they're getting hit with those limit two restrictions, and this being on the list should not be putting them, like, the nerf should not, the buff should not outgain the nerf, I guess. Okay, so the limit list has been discussed. Let's talk about the skill changes, which are pretty much like a few different skills changing a little and one changing a whole lot. So these two kind of go together. Check my fusion and pathway to chaos. Both of these skills are being buffed. I honestly don't think them buffing skills has done much to see the playability and you know different diverse decks coming into Vogue, um, these buffs to very unpopular skills typically don't have the effect of bringing back an archetype that isn't meta just because you can't go overboard with a skill to make a meme or ridiculous archetype meta and then they don't do enough. They typically take the path of not doing enough. Check out my fusion, of course, is Cyrus's skill with the Viacroid Connection Zone, which lets you get into a fusion, a power, more powerful version of polymerization. Um, you know, getting that jumbo drill out, which says piercing or something like that. So two changes here. Check out my fusion. Used to be cost your draw and get a Viacroid Connection Zone from outside your deck. Now you're drawing a card and switch ruling. So you're switching out any card from the hand for that Viacroid connection zone. And this is better, obviously, because you can pick whatever card you get and reduce the worst card in your hand for that situation. So that's one advantage of the new skill. And then you can also use it twice per duel now. Um... I don't think there's a requirement about the life point loss. That's still there. Um, before, they didn't really specify how many times you can use it per duel. I think it was just once, but I'm not sure. This is a minor buff um, for, the, for the skill, giving you that switcheroo ability. A pathway to chaos was always an interesting skill. Because it did the BLS Gaia thing, where you get to transform them into more powerful versions of themselves. And the cost was a Karibo. Now the cost of the Karibo is only for effect monsters. So you can run your generic, normal, no effect, Guy of the Fierce Knight, or BLS. BLS is a ritual, but it's normal. And then you transform those for free. You still cost the Karibo for the effect monsters, though. And also, you can use this twice per duel instead of once. So I like this change because BLS is a very archetypal archetype that's never really going to be meta. I mean, with those, like, you have some, like, helper cards that can make them kind of decent, but you're still getting disrupted by so many points. And this makes an archetypal skill that's not meta a little better, and I'm all for that. Now, the next three skills are very meta. Level Augmentation, 
level duplication and level reduction. They're all being hit the same exact way. All of them require a thousand life point loss, so three thousand life points are below to activate. And the monster's effect level change only affects until the end of the turn, so it's not a permanent change. Now this primarily, I think, hurts Thunder Dragons. Um, Thunder Dragons typically liked getting into a level 6 play. Well, any rank 6 play, um, Anamat did this too, so you would enter rank 6 for Photon Bouncer and if you're going first, you can't really activate these skills to match that. So I think these decks might have to go with, like, I don't know, like, Hierograph, Lithograph, some kind of card to make you lose life points. Because the pointer of the Red Lotus is a trap card. And you can't really activate that when you're going first. Cosmic Cyclone is a, a quick play removal, which you're going to have to remove your own um, back row, which is kind of dumb. So that really hurts that first-turn player. Second-turn player can just play Cosmic Cyclone, and they could get their bounds around the board or other rank 6 play. So really, you're setting up yourself to lose life points. Um, look out for cards like that. Level Reduction was a skill that only affects Black Wings. I feel like there was that last reincarnation of Black Wings that took advantage of Level Reduction. But level Augmentation and Duplication are pretty much the regular skills for Thunder Dragons, among other decks. And this hit also hits at FA Hang On Mach. Not as good anymore. FA cards are not as good without that permanent level modulation on the cards. That's something to think about when you're playing FA cards. Not really as uh, splashable as they were. Titan Showdown. This is the biggest hit. So you still have the whole thing where you're doubling the attack damage um, they're, they're taking the double battle damage, I mean. But it's only for dinosaurs. So, Evil Eye has been squashed here. Evil Eye, Titan Showdown, Match Made in Heaven. They took over this Kaiba Cup, and it's gone. That's pretty much the appeal of Evil Eye being an OTK deck. Now they're just like a grindy deck. Take forever for you to hit King of Games with it. Dinosaurs are still around, though. Like, they... They see some play with TGs with the Miscellaneous Saurus, but that deck is reliant on a set Delta XL skill from from um, Bruno, so Bruno slash Antonomy. So, yeah, Titan Showdown, Evil Eye is gone. Now, the last nerf is for Anamata Play. And Anamana play is less explosive. It's slower now. There's no there's no change in card advantage. You're still swapping two cards for two cards. But now it just splits into different turns. So you only do one at a time. And with a combo heavy deck like Anamana play, you want two cards. You don't really want one. Because they rely on drawing cards with their Dodo draw. They rely on Removal with the Bolt, different cards, Chain, Fast Combos. Now that I talk about Anamon, I would really love playing the deck. Like, I was in a Hearthstone, I was a Rogue player, and Fast Combos is what you did. And with Anamata play getting nerfed a little bit, doesn't seem like much on paper, but it's it hurts more for a fast deck, and that's what this is. So, it, that's a nerf, but... I don't know if it's enough to keep it out. It's definitely going to lower the power power level of the deck. But we'll see. I'm going to take a look at some of the R's and N's in this box. And I've literally done no preparation in this. Normally I look at all of them and pick out my favorites. But now, because of time constraints, um, I'm going to have to do this. So forgive me if uh, I'm not on point with anything. The first R, Gaga Shield, target a spellcaster you control, equip it to this card. It can not be destroyed by battle or card effects. That's pretty interesting. Um, it's not coming to me about who... This is any spellcaster, actually. This does not have to do with Gaga monsters. This is an interesting card. 
if you're running like uh, Silent Magician, some kind of really good spellcaster. We haven't seen good spellcasters in quite a bit of time. Uh, none of the meta decks really use spellcasters except for Gaga, and they're gone. So this is a definitely a trap card to look out for. Um, Dark Magician, I mean, BLS, what does that count as? Probably a warrior. But then the Magician of Chaos is a spellcaster. So this is a card you can think about. Um, it's like two protections per turn, though. It's not just once, two protections. It doesn't protect you against Karma Cut, though, I guess. Heroic Champion Kusanagi, this is overlay of three level four warriors. Uh, negate the activation of a trap card, gains 500 tech. So it's kind of like, um, it's like a more powerful version of Six Samurai, but Shien without protection against spells, which kind of sucks because Book of Moon is a pretty popular card now. Brother of the Fire Fist Lion Emperor, 2 level 3 overlay. Um, you just recycle a fire monster from the graveyard, I guess. That's something. EW, there's an archetype with no um, URs and SRs called the ZW archetype. ZW Lightning Blade. Target a Utopia monster you control, equip it. Should be like a Union monster. Equip it. Um. Gains 1,200 attack. Base up ZW cards you control cannot be destroyed by card effects. Okay. ZW Tornado Bringer. Target Utopia Monster. Equip it. Gains 1,300. And a target of effects. So this is like a helper to Utopia, which is pretty interesting because given the nerf to... Well, it's not... It's not. It's just Utopia. It's just going to be the Xyz monsters, not the Gaga monsters. So... Notably, these are only helpers for XZ's monsters that are already on the board. So they're kind of like union monsters in that regard. And that could be pretty devastating with the, the XZC card. I mean the uh, C39 Utopia Ray card. Next one is Brother of the Fire Fist Cardinal, rank 4 XZ's. Attach two materials, then target two Fire Fist or Fire Formation cards in the graveyard or face-up. And two cards in your opponent's graveyard or face-up. Shuffle those into the deck. This is a pretty good one, actually. This is bounce two, removal two, but then they could kind of, like... They could still chain, um, you know, back row cards to this. So it's not, it's not like, um, a card that's as good as, like, Brionic or something, but it functions in a similar way. Some level 2 beasts as well in this Baby Raccoon Panpoko. Normal summon, special summon a level 2 from your deck and face down defense. So you can't do the XZ summon, unfortunately. Um, but it is a way to get a level 2 onto the board. So you have two of them. Baby Raccoon Tantan flip, flip effect. Special summon a level 2 from the deck, except for this one. So this, these two cards are... Not fully there and being amazing for the rank 2 XZs, but they do, they get you partially there. Morpheus, the Dream Mirror White Knight. So this is the whole Dream Mirror archetype. There's two level 8s. This is Morpheus, Dream Mirror White Knight. When special summoned by the effect of a Dream Mirror monster, it can't be destroyed by battle or card effects this turn, but could still be banished, I guess. During the main or battle phase of Dream Mirror of Terrors in the Field Zone, quick effect, tribute this special summon of Morpheus, Dream Mirror, Black Knight. Now the Black Knight has uh, the reverse stats, has 2800 attack, 1000. When special summon, target one card in the field, destroy it. Um, you could also, if Dream Mirror of Joy is on the field, you could tribute it for the um, White Knight. So this is pretty much the main play. You special summon Black Knight, Destroy a card, have a big 2800 beater on the board. Dream Mirror of Joy, Field Spell. During the end phase, you can banish this, activate Dream Mirror of Terror from your hand or deck. Dream Mirror monsters you control cannot be targeted by card effects or monster attacks. Except for the one of the highest level. Okay, so 
This is the protection one. The other one does that stupid uh, burn ability. But this is the one you want on the board when your opponent is doing things, I guess. This is this is good. Um, and you're going to try to have either a Black Knight or White Knight on the board with 2,800. Unfortunately, that's not like... That's not like um, 3,000, but you're holding the board of a 2,800, which is better, better than a weak monster. Brother of the Firefist Ram, level 3. Once normal summon, discard a card, target a fire formation spell or trap you control, set fire formation spell or trap with a different name from the deck. When special summoned by the effect of a Firefist, set a fire formation spell or trap directly from your deck. Whatever. Yeah. Fire Formation Dome. This is the ritual spell we discussed last week. It works very well with the um, card Eland. Because you could just use that as the cost. Ultimate Fire Formation Sinto. When a spell or trap is activated, when you control a Firefist monster and a Fire Formation spell, negate the activation if you do destroy it. So this is like a archetype specific counter play. And those those typically aren't very good cards. Now we have the Melfi uh, archetype, which are these uh, cute things. Melfi Pony, level 2 beast. If you normal, if your opponent normal special summons a monster, and this is targeted by an attack, return this to the hand, add a level 2 from the, your graveyard, level 2 or lower beast from your graveyard to your hand. Something. Uh, Melfi Mommy, level 2, a rank 2 spellcaster with 2 or more level 2 beasts. Quick effect, you can attack one beast monster and attach one beast monster from your hand or face up on the field to this as material. When this has three materials, it cannot be destroyed by battle. Four, take no battle damage. Five, you inflict damage equal to half the attack of your at attack positions monster. So this is like a, you try to add more and more materials to the Melfi Mommy. Um, you're not going to detach any. So this is interesting. This is an Xyz monster that does not lose materials. You just gain materials. That's a very interesting concept. Melfi tag, quick play. Target a Melfi in your graveyard, special summon it. Okay. And then the rest are repeats. The rest of the R's are repeats. In the end pool, Tremendous Fire, 500 damage, 250. This was... Well, this card was... Uh, I have only seen the sense the censored version. I did not know it was uncensored, but previously it was a thousand on your opponent, five hundred to you, so it's five hundred two fifty. Uh, some worthless vanilla monsters. Des Koala flip effect inflict two hundred damage to your opponent for each card in their hand. This was four hundred, I guess, originally. Star Robber quick play. Activate this when part of Pot of Greed is activated. Pot of Greed is not in the game. Tower of Babel. Oh, this is a funny card. Continuous Trap. Each time a spell is activated, place a spell counter on this card. Uh, if the fourth spell counter is placed on this card, destroy this. If you do, the player activated the spell at the time takes 1,500. This is a pretty uh, drastic burn card. It used to be 3,000, so it's 15. I, I've always liked this card. It puts your opponent in a pressure situation. Works pretty well with Odeon um, Burn Skill, Chain Reaction Skill. This is pretty much going to be a core with Odeon Chain Reaction, I think. Atomic Firefly, level 1. Uh, when it's destroyed, the, the person who destroyed it takes 500. No, another basic burn card here. Catnip Kitty, Earth Beast, level 2. Cannot be attacked if there's another beast. You can make the defense of one monster on your opponent's side of the field zero until the end of this turn. That's interesting. Token Feast Evil. When a token is special summoned, destroy all tokens, inflict 150 for each. Howl of the Wild, Continuous Trap. When a monster you control destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, inflict 150. Okay, whatever. Cursed Bill, Equip Spell. When the equipped monster is destroyed... Inflict damage to the opponent to the player who controlled it equal to half of that monster's defense. That's interesting. Creepy Coney level three beast flip effect inflict five hundred damage to your opponent for each face up normal monster you control. 
this, this maxes out at 1,000 because Creepy Coney is in effect. A ego boost, quick play. Uh, when a monster declares an attack, target a face of monster on the field. It gains 1,000 attack until the end of the battle phase. So this is interesting. Um, this is a quick play 1,000 buff. I'm not sure if there's something better. Like, World Legacy Clash would be... Uh, you're removing the monster, I guess. So let's look at a later one. This is this is a sneaky play. This one could be something. Fiery Fervor, trap card. Target one face of monster you control. Equip this card to that target. If your opponent controls a monster with attack higher than that monster's original attack, the attack of the equipped monster becomes double the equipped monster's original attack. Um. Okay, this this will double the attack of that monster. It's pretty good. Gaga got back. During the turn, a Gaga monster is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard. Special summons from the graveyard. Just special summon from your graveyard. As many monsters as possible are destroyed. Then you take 600 damage for each monster special summoned. This is an interesting one too. So it's a way to lose life points. ZW Unicorn Spear. You can target one number C39 Utopia Ray Control. This uh, gives that monster 1,900 attack. If the equipped monster battles an opponent's monster, the monster effect is negated during the battle phase only. This is a pretty good card. I think Utopia might become a f an archetype with CW. That remains to be seen. Um, you could throw in some like XZ support too. You just need those good uh, rank 4 starters. 04 Strike, Normal Spell, Target one face-up monster you're, you control. Cannot be destroyed by battle. Players take no battle damage from it. Uh, if it attacks, destroy the monster after battle calculation. Damage calculation. This is like a better version of um, um, Super Rush Headlong. I think it's been power creeped. Full Force Strike has power creeped Super Rush Headlong. CW Phoenix Bow. Target a C39 Utopia Ray, gains 1100. When it destroys a monster by battle, inflict an extra 500 to your opponent. This is not too impressive, but with Utopia Ray being able to deduct um, act from your opponent, this might be something that pushes it over the edge as an MTK. I really like these ZW cards that go with the Utopia. Heroic Challenger Double Lance. When this is normal summon, special summon a Double lance from your hand or graveyard in defense. So this works as a quick rank 4 XZ's helper. Rogue Challenger, extra sword. An XZ's monster that was summoned using this card as XZ's material gains this effect. It gains 1,000 attack. EW Ultimate Shield. When this is normal or special summoned, you can target one of your banished XZ's monsters. Special summon that in defense. You can target a Utopia control. It gains 2,000 defense. This is like a late game play, but I don't think it's... It's like if you only have one Utopia gets banished, you play this one. Maybe you sneak one into the deck. Stoic Challenge, quick play. You can only control one Stoic... I mean, this is an equip spell. You can only control one of these. Equip to face up XZ's monster that has material. It gains 600 attack for each material attached to a monster you control. Any battle damage your opponent takes from battles involving it and their monsters is double. But its effects cannot be activated. During the end phase, during your opponent's end phase, send this to the graveyard. Destroy that monster. DW slept near male. You can target one Utopia monster you control. It gains a thousand attack with this equipped. When this card is sent to the graveyard because that monster is destroyed by battle or card effect, target a Utopia in the graveyard special summon. This is a nice card. This is one that just gives a thousand attack and it lets it resurrect course it doesn't protect against um, targeting uh, karma cut szw fenrir sword when this is normal summon target a zw monster you control that's an equip special summon that monster in defense you can target one utopia monster you control equip this to the target uh, when the equipped monster destroys an opponent monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard target a zw in your graveyard add it to your hand more of a support card than anything. Fantastos, the Dream Mirror Fiend. When special summoned by a Dream Mirror monster, target a level 8 or a lower Dream Mirror in your graveyard, except for this one. 
Uh, special summon it in defense. So it counts to level 8. So that's good. Um, when Dream Mirror of Terror is on the board, you can special summon Fantastos Dream Mirror Foe. And then the Dream Mirror Foe is the other level 4. 1900. When special summoned by Dream Mirror Monster, it can attack directly. So that's the difference here. 1900 attack direct is pretty good. Melfi Rabby is nothing. Melfi Fenny. When if your opponent normal or special summons a monster, or this card is targeted by an attack, you can return this to the hand. Special summon a beast from your hand, except for this one. Any beast. So you could kind of combo this with like a really big one, like those baboon cards. And then everything else is repeated. Okay, I I like the ZW. Like that just sticks out. I think. You could kind of buy this box lightly for some of those cards that you would like, like Dark Ruler No More, um, UA Powered Jersey, even like the Neo uh, Trap Hole, Neo Galaxy, Graphia. I would buy this this box lightly overall, and then I would get some of these ZW cards along the way if you're trying to like, dig for stuff. I think the ZW archetype might have some potential. Alright, so that's the that's it with Eternal Stream. Um, I did not discuss the ranked dual rewards. That will be discussed next week. Upcoming news. Uh, KCGT kicks off May 31st. They are going to have a beginning and end of the week campaign in May. Early May dual quest new SR card gold coins for cats. Early May Leo and Luna's dual carnival new UR doggy diver and SR armed samurai Ben K. Early May, Tour Guide Bingo, new SR Bull Blader. Mid-May, Obtain Primo, I believe. Uh, Raid Duel, Fear the Mechlord Emperor, new UR Spark Breaker, and SR YSL Attack 3. I'm not sure if it's Primo. They showed cuts of someone else. Mid-May, Mission Circuit, new SR card, Twin Sword Marauder, which is Jack Atlas's card. And mid-May, Axel Brody is retired to the gate. Happens at the end of May. Um... I guess the KCGT happens as well. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. S- listen and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Just search the Dual Assessment or Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Links Podcast and you'll find this. All these notes are at the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at the dualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment, my own account at Green Ranger CC. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time.